Article 14. The Divine Exchange. Jesus Christ, His Life for Yours. By Pastor Dan Gaiman. Every soul born from the genetic family of Adam and Eve enters life with something profoundly missing in their soul. That void is the need to know, love, and worship an infinite power that transcends this world, a power that is beyond the natural world that we discern with our senses. If this empty void is not filled with a relationship with Jesus Christ, our lonesome, searching soul will find something else to fill the void. Inevitably, this ends up in some form of idolatry. If we don't fill our souls with the power and essence of Jehovah Almighty, the one true God, we will ever be searching, but never able to attain fulfillment and peace. Our universal need to find meaning and purpose beyond the natural world and connect to the uncreated, invisible, divine being also points to another very compelling need within our souls. We all know that something is inherently wrong in the deepest recesses of our hearts. We have offended our holy and infinite creator God. We also know that we are incapable of fixing what is wrong, and that there is a sense of justice that compels us to judge ourselves. We know we are guilty before the eyes of our mighty creator God. In our most sane and reflective moments, everyone is able to discern something innate. We know there is a higher power that transcends this natural world, an infinite being who is all-powerful. If there is a creation, there must of necessity be a creator. If there is a design in this created world, there must also be a master designer. We also know that something is wrong, that we are in trouble with the divine and infinite God who created us. At the core of human existence is our urgent need to rectify these unfilled needs with spirituality. Somehow, we inherently know that sacrifice on our part is necessary to appease the wrath of the Most High God. We somehow know that if the Creator created a moral, a moral universe, we must answer to Him for how we live. In our deepest heart, we know that we need to fix what is broken between us and our Sovereign God, and we know that that fix requires sacrifice. Almost every religion created by man calls for sacrifices to be made unto their gods. It is at this juncture that Christianity departs from every other religion in the world. Christianity openly admits our sin problem. We have sinned against God and are helpless to fix it. Only in Christianity did the Savior provide also the sacrifice that he demanded. Jehovah God has provided the sacrifice that he's demanded. Our Creator demands perfect obedience from his children. We are called to behave according to the law that God himself wrote in our hearts. We know that we are helpless to live out the perfection his law demands. Thus, to resolve this broken relationship with God requires a sacrifice beyond our ability to fulfill. In our stead, God himself provided what we never could. God sent his Son. We call him Jesus, the incarnate Son of God. Jesus Christ became our kinsman redeemer, to atone for our sin and bear the price. St. Paul explains this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God will not cancel or remove the sins of his people without payment having, having been made. In his marvelous grace, God orchestrated the divine exchange and allowed a substitutionary sacrifice to be made on our undeserving behalf.
Jesus Christ took on the form of man, the seed of Abraham, as very God and very man, in two inseparable and undivided natures, to atone for our sin. Jesus Christ, as perfect man, the second Adam, and the new Adam of the world, came to earth to be our substitutionary sacrifice. Our holy God demands that sin be punished, and every sin against him must be paid in full. Jesus Christ lived in perfection under the law without sin, and became the perfect sinless sacrifice for the sin debt that every sinner owes to God, in making all things right. Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice, took our place on the cross. He was nailed to the cross from which we should have died. Under God's perfect law, we're all accused, convicted, judged, and condemned guilty. No sin is overlooked or spared. Jesus became the surety for every sin debt we owed to our holy God, who demands full punishment for all our committed sin against him and those we have offended. We, the sinner, must seek God's forgiveness by confessing Jesus Christ as our Savior and forgiving those who have offended us. In his divine exchange, the death of Jesus Christ was the just and satisfactory payment for our sin debt. Here's the catch. The sin debt is forgiven only for those who believe. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. From Acts 3.19 At Passover, every year, we memorialize Christ's bloody crucifixion at the Passover Memorial Communion, and also celebrate his glorious resurrection from the dead in the wave sheaf offering on the Sunday during the week of unleavened bread. Christ's resurrection confirms the satisfaction of God's acceptance of Jesus Christ as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. In his divine exchange, Jesus Christ traded his life for yours and mine. Our eternal God calls, quickens, convicts of sin, and brings us to the point of repentance. We take on Christ and become a member of his body in our baptism. We are joined to the other members of his body by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In summary, the perfect law of God condemns us and places us under the curse of sin, death, hell, and Gehenna. God's perfect law declares, Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. From Deuteronomy 27, verse 26. We all are born under the curse and thus face the sentence of death, judgment, and hell. Hear this from Galatians 3.13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. In the divine exchange, Jesus Christ was made a curse for us that we might be redeemed. He exchanged his life for mine and yours. What a savior he is! At, Cal at Calvary, Jesus Christ forgave and lifted the curse of the serpent in Genesis 3, at least for those who acknowledge their guilt, confess their sin, and are baptized as the sign and seal for the remission of sin. John 3:14 and 15 reads, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Every single one of us should forever praise Jesus Christ for so great a gift of salvation, by grace alone, through faith alone, by Christ alone, by scripture alone, for the glory of God alone. Praise Jesus Christ, who chose us from before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blame before him in love. 
He is our righteousness. Without him, we would still be dying eternally. Therefore, our bounden duty in this life is to live as a servant of Jesus Christ, to obey God's law to the best of our ability, and serve our King of kings and Lord of lords until Christ returns. We are to occupy till he comes. Jesus Christ says this in Luke 9.23, If any man will come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. Let every God-fearing man and woman pick up their cross, your personal griefs, burdens, illnesses, challenges, and troubles, and follow the King. In Jesus Christ, we find our life's purpose, our responsibility and duty. We are soldiers in battle for the King and His kingdom.